You're listening to episode number 23 with Honey Hush, where our entire purpose is to make sure that women see each other as the solution, not the competition. And today, you're listening to Elizabeth, and I'm going to be with one of my most favorite people, Allison Bueller, because I want you guys to know the solutions that she has and encourage you to reach out and learn more about her. So hang tight, because we're here at the Homestead. Welcome to Honey Hush, the podcast for up-and-coming and established leaders alike. Every week, we discuss how to win influence with one simple strategy, kindness. Whether you are a successful entrepreneur or still in the dream phase, Honey Hush is for you. Now, here are your hive hostesses, three Southern businesswomen who know a thing or two about using honey to attract the bees, Lacey, Michelle, and Elizabeth. All right, so I'm here with one of my most favorite people, Allison Bueller. She has the most amazing retreat center here in Starkville, Mississippi, that is available to everybody within earshot of listening to us simply because most of what she does is somehow translated to an online course even after the physical thing happens. Her mind is always working and thinking how she can reach more people to solve the problem of just this mundane cycle of chaos that we get into with life. So she's come up with this, I don't know, maybe this genre called purposeful living. Is that right? Yeah, purposeful living. That's what we say. We have purposeful living for better health, home, and community. Which, you know, I mean, what woman would not want that to be the umbrella of her entire existence. I mean, at home, at work, personally. Well, I think for a long time, it wasn't for me. I was just going through the motions. I did what you're supposed to do. I went to school. I got a degree. I got another degree. I found a guy who had a degree. And we you know, decided to set up our careers and buy a house and have kids. And we were just doing what we thought we were supposed to do. And I don't think it was very purposeful. It felt um, empty. Right. Yeah, you were checking a lot of boxes. Checking boxes. Okay, Allison, why don't you tell us, like, you know, where are you from, first of all? So let's, like, roll it all the way back. Mm-hmm. I grew up in Nashville, Tennessee, actually only until I was four, and then Franklin, which Franklin at the time was like Starkville is now. Starkville is a, about 35,000 people. It's a small town. People know each other, and that's how Franklin was at the time. Franklin now is totally different, unrecognizable to me. But that's where I grew up, and I grew up among community and families who knew each other and a place where I could walk downtown, and it was... I grew up a lot like that, too. It was idyllic. Uh, And then my dad had a midlife crisis and ripped us out of that situation. Really? We moved to New Jersey so he could go back to school for a little while, which was very shocking to come from a small southern town to New Jersey, except that it was life-changing in that I got to see an entirely different perspective, meet people from all over the world, and still have good relationships to this day. But as soon as we were done there, we came back south and landed in Mississippi for my parents' jobs. And we've been here ever since. Okay, so you grew up in Tennessee, went to New Jersey. Then how old were you when you moved to Mississippi? I came back for college. I came. I went to a high school there and then came back for college. Is that where you met your husband? I met him after college. He After grad school, he was... I was teaching. I went out and got a master's. They were paying special ed teachers to go get a master's if they were coming back to an impoverished place, and Mississippi was. So I went and got my master's in special education and came back to Jackson and found the hardest school I could find to change, and that was in um, Jackson, the alternative school. Mm -hmm. And my husband was in school there, and I was teaching. So you were already 
intentionally, but not really knowing where it was going to go, but you were already intentionally trying to be purposeful, at least with your education, at least with your career pursuit. I was trying to be meaningful. I wanted a meaningful career. I wanted to change, help change people's lives. Right. So was your husband, like, did he do that sort like, were you attracted to him? Did you know that was going to be part of his life at the time? Or were you attracted to him for another reason? That was the reason I was attracted to him. He was in medicine. But I remember he told me that he wished he'd been born in during the French Revolution when people were fighting for other people to have equality and equal rights. And of course, when I was young, that sounded very. I was romantic. like, "That's totally your jam. That's still your jam." Like I could, I'm just sitting here like imagining you're I like. I think he tricked me. I think he totally, me. like right now. I know. I think he totally tricked me because I haven't seen any revolutionary in him yet. But um, at the time, <laughs> but I was, he wants it. I, I felt I fell hard for that. So right. So. A lot has changed since Jackson. Mm-hmm. A lot has changed since you guys now live in Starkville and have lived in Starkville. I went to high school with your husband and his brothers. brothers yeah. mm-hmm. So that our original connection. Mm-hmm. And then the other part is that your husband works with my mom mm-hmm. in the medical field, you know, at work. And so, again, that small town feel, I mean, everybody knows everybody, but at the same time, I will say that surface kind of existed too like I knew that this existed out here I knew who you were did I know the overall purpose no Mm -hmm. probably not Mm -hmm. so since so much has changed since Jackson you move here you back to another small town where he's the small town guy you decide to have a family at what at what point did um you go from being career oriented to being family oriented but now it kind of loops back over to your career we went off he got his residency in knoxville and so we moved off and we had our first two children there and so we were kind of aware well i was aware as a teacher that i did not want my kids to end up in special education because i had seen so many heartbreaks so i was aware of food and how that impacted brain growth not that you can completely alleviate things but I wanted my kids to have the best shot that they could and then Mike was very aware because of medicine you know he sees all the things that you can avoid based on how you live and how you treat your body and so we were we were vaguely aware of that not for our own lives we were not healthy we were totally unhealthy at that time define unhealthy though like what would you like, consider not being healthy did not care about what food we ate it wasn't it was you were hungry you ate we, we ate we ate fast food if we were you know in a hurry it wasn't a priority. We were vaguely aware that for our kids, we really needed to make some changes, though. So things that you don't do for yourself, you will leap tall buildings for. for oh, the kids. yeah. And so that was our first change was just having kids. And at that time, I knew something about that I didn't want to put poison in my kids that was on food. And so I went to the Whole Foods and I bought organic baby food. That was about the extent of it. Right. Which that would have been your oldest son's held. He is 14 now. Okay, same as mine. Okay, so that's about the time that I was aware of, like, metal toxicity was a big thing for me. Um, And then very quickly, gluten became a thing. And again, it was all because of my son. Right. Yeah, none of this, uh, you know, we didn't do any, I mean, I smoked, my God, for like 10 years. And we just were, we didn't care. We weren't worried about our own health. Well, more than likely because you had no reason to. Like, Mm -hmm. doing those things did not at the time, negatively impact you in that moment. Right. You and weren't thinking forward, like, what will this right. look like? And I always say, thank God for my kids, or I might be this just wrinkled prune, unhealthy, who knows. But I, it did make me aware. And then when we moved home to be close to grandparents, to, to Mississippi, there was no Whole Foods at the time. There no. was not even a Kroger. There was like an aisle. You're right. I couldn't get anything that I had just been used to getting. And so that was a big wake-up call. And at the same time, we bought the house that is now the homestead. And 
we were very educated. I had a doctorate by that time. He had a, you know, it was a MD. We were very educated and we couldn't fix anything. It was like mm. this huge awareness that the toilet was broken and we couldn't do it. I like that. Okay, so there's an awareness, but you didn't feel like you could do anything about it. Cause, and I personally feel like that is the most anxiety-stricken place to be, is to be aware of, right, you, like you said, the, the the water is overflowing out of the toilet. I don't know where the plunger is. I don't even know how it got broke, and I sure as heck don't know how to turn the water off. Right. But it's still overflowing, toxic, all over my house. Right. And that is just this, you feel helpless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You feel anxious. Well, and it felt like we needed to do something. And yeah. so, you know, we first thing we decided was, well, if we can't get any healthy food here, let's just grow a garden. How hard can that be? Well, y'all, that's hard. <laughs> Especially for a family of five. Well, it's just hard. I mean, we didn't have that knowledge base. Our grandparents did two generations back. Two generations back. Right. There's a gap there that somewhere that didn't get taught. Both, both of our dads said, the farms are hot. I'm going to the university. I'm never looking back. Right. And that was a trade, but we didn't realize what we were trading for ease. Right, right. Because I guess too, like, and I'm just kind of like, one of the things that maybe we accidentally did is we thought, okay, if I go get this great job, then I can afford to buy the good things. Mm -hmm. And we put our faith in that the quality would be there that we could afford. We thought that impoverished people were having to suffer because they weren't educated and couldn't get a job and they were forced to buy the not healthy stuff. But on this side of the coin, now it's a matter of, is it even available? Right. Yeah. yeah. And so, so it, was, it, was just, it wasn't like, like a quick wake up call. It was just several things, things like having kids, moving home, realizing we couldn't get these things, realizing we couldn't do much of anything real. Even with all of our years of education, we were struggling to do real things. And so that was kind of our wake up call to say, my gosh, we've got to retool here. We've got to retool. And so we started, you know, like I said, with a garden, then we started um, looking for ways to promote healthy food in the area because that was something that was becoming more and more important to us at that time because i was open to that i realized that my daughter who probably would have landed in you know behavioral classes at school it was a gluten allergy and if i hadn't been open to that i never would have gotten her tested never would have figured out that was the reason she could not stand the feel of clothes on her body could not stand you know anything touching her was acting like a wild animal before school and that is a very real thing like anybody listening i don't want you to think that like she's making something up like i and i've been a part of the gluten conversation for a very very long time and it's not just celiacs i mean that is a very real thing so if you've got a child that is anxious or that is has a um a physical touch sensitivity or seems to be um hyperactive hyperactive if you could just get them off of gluten for three days, it only takes three days to cleanse. Now, it's not like a permanent cleanse. If you reintroduce it, it comes it comes back with a vengeance. But if you could just for three days commit to a gluten-free lifestyle and see if your child doesn't ease up on some of the things that she's experiencing or he is experiencing, it is well worth making that simple change to get such an incredible um, outcome. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I, I, I think about how many kids, kids are are struggling that probably don't need to be and it may not be gluten it might be food coloring for your kid it might be sugar i mean we always have an issue at halloween it comes back and um you know but it was tied together so we began asking ourselves these questions about health first and then my husband did not have a partner when he moved back here and so he was working like crazy and it only takes a few years of that to cause major burnout i had planned to go use my doctorate and be a professor but it became very clear that Somebody needed to raise these kids, and he was never home. Right. And so that was, by default, what I ended up doing. 
and in but the yet you've got such a fire burning inside of you for other things that you're just like, oh, what do hard. I do? With, I mean, I, and I'm like that. I love being a mother. I love being a wife. I love all those things. However, I also have this desire that's burning inside of me that I want to make an impact. I want to know that my life mattered. Yes. And I, I admire moms who can find that peace within their own home. I'm a restless soul. And so I'm always searching. I'm always wanting to learn the next thing. And so I can't just learn it. I want to learn it and then share it with other people. I know that's why we're soul sisters. I mean, like we just could just set the world on fire and then be like, who wants to join us? And it is, it's, it's been a, that has been my journey and and trying to incorporate my family with that is it's been a, a challenge, but I feel like I've got a good balance between being able to be here with them and, and touch a lot of lives and change a lot of lives with what I learned. I'll go down a pathway, a rabbit hole, and I will master it like gardening. Okay, we got it. We know how to do it. Let's teach it. Okay. Then I had to master my own health stuff that started showing up from years of neglect, mm-hmm. you know, mental health, women's health, those kind of things. So I don't just, you know, learn it. I write a book about it. I've researched it until I write a book about it. Right. And then, um, you know, just, and then with the kids stuff, with the behavior stuff that fell very easily into my education, but I've also very passionate about reaching out into the community, into people that aren't just like my family. Right. So we needed an outlet for the homestead. And so we partnered with the King center downtown and it's right next to the largest housing project. And we started sharing the same things that we were teaching at our homestead center there. That is incredible did you did you purposefully buy that house knowing it was going to be the retreat no and that's how you know that's just how oh in my mind that's how god works absolutely my life because it is such a perfect retreat center right it was a terrible house i hated living there i couldn't find my kids my shoes they were huge but i kept saying man this would be a great retreat center for somebody right and so the king center is it set up well as well is it no, it was falling apart. The roof was caving in. We had to raise $30,000 to put a roof on it. But it is purposefully set in the most beautiful park that nobody knows about, Westside Park. And it's right next to a housing project where people are really looking for solutions. And so these things, if you're open to them, they fall into your lap. Absolutely they do. All right, so you're a mom. Mm-hmm. You're a wife. Mm-hmm. Author. Mm-hmm. Entrepreneur. Yes. Philanthropist. Am I missing anything else? I just kind of think I'm a community activist at this point. Community, yeah. And and that's where I I identify because I think, what will be the next project? Well, I've never had to go seek a project. No. If you're open to them, they just come. All right. So, where did the idea of the like when at what point did you go? You know what? This house, I think I think we're going to turn it into a retreat center. Like at what point did you look at your husband and go, all right, next step is. Well, it's actually you know. falling apart. Uh, you're, you can't manage your life anymore. The house is too big. Your husband's working too much. So he just we just fell apart, and we said, this is not working. And so he got a partner, went part-time, half-time, basically. And we moved into a house across the lake that was more manageable. And we said, if we can figure out a way to afford to keep this house, let's unit, use it for the community. And it was a house in five acres. And so I didn't know how to do that. And my father-in-law said, why don't you rent it? through you know ball game weekends and things like, like that. VRBO, VRBO or um or what's it what is it now called Airbnb, Airbnb. we yeah. go through VRBO and that pays the bills on the house so that we were able to use it for the nonprofit. and then a lot of people you know we had put in solar panels we got interested in energy we got interested in food and we did all the gardens and we got just went you know when I do something I do it 100 percent mm-hmm. and so people kept coming out there and saying you guys should teach this and we grew a community of people who were also feeling like their life 
didn't make sense. Yeah, it lacked the purpose. Lacked purpose. And it's, I mean, you know, you, church is one thing. I mean, that, that gives people a spiritual purpose. Yes. But this was a practical purpose. This was like, I know exactly what you mean. How do you live on a day to day basis? Why does it matter when you go to the store to look at the ingredients, to know Why? where those foods come from? Why does it matter where our energy comes from? Why does it matter how we treat the least of the people in our communities? And so that was a very practical change. Mm-hmm. And, how, and that's, I, I'm very idealistic, but I also want to know how do you make it work? How right. do you make it work? So it's kind of both. So you knew that there was a problem. You wanted to be part of the solution. And I just think that's such a big part of things that we do here at Honey Hush is talk about as leaders, we, we all see problems, but not everybody's willing to have courage enough to be the solution. So what was your original goal like, you knew you were going to pay the bills with the VRBO. The original goal was to give people a place to come and and learn how to create a life that they loved, a life that meant something in a practical way. So, and that could be, you didn't have it in a box. I mean, I've mm-hmm. always remembered, like, it never was, like, we're going to learn and teach this one way. You've always been open to what are your goals, how can we help motivate you to be purposeful with your goals not our goals for you mm-hmm. and mostly it's been you know just as our journey you know we, when we got to a certain point of marriage where we were all about the kids we realized we'd been very much neglecting our marriage so we went off and we learned how to retool for a marriage and then we came back and taught that you guys yeah that was one of our very first exposures to it yeah so we did that um you know mental health i finally decided i wanted to be off antidepressants after 20 years and so that journey that was hard. Right. That wasn't information. So having to research that and figure that out and then teaching people. Um, we do a lot of things around second blooming. So how, helping people discover what's the next step for you and how can you make that intentional and purposeful. You know, we do a women's wellness retreat where we care for the caregivers. And so they're mm-hmm. able to go out and care for their families and their communities if they are filled up. If you're empty, you can't do that. Well, and that goes with everything. I mean, I, I think there's such a... A benefit in identifying what parts of your life you're not doing well because nobody can do everything well at all capacity on all cylinders all the time so I think there's definitely benefit in looking at okay what am I not doing well and then looking through the offerings that you guys have whether it's online courses or actual physical events and just investing if it is your marriage if it is the fact that maybe you just came out of a divorce and you need support and what do I do with myself now or or if you even have a great homeschool program what is it every Wednesday Mm -hmm. this group of incredible families come out there and they've got a a plan Mm -hmm. you know to use the facilities um but just to kind of look at the events, look at the courses and go, okay, what part of my life do I need to identify that needs support and being brave enough to show up with other people that want that support in that same area. That's right. And, you know, all of us are struggling with our kids, getting them outside and off technology. And so that's one of the things that we focus on, just family fun events. Like we have a crawfish boil coming up. Cannot and, wait. And the kids have their own booth. It's called the Kids Fair and they design a little business and they sell things and they keep their money and they love it. That is something fun. We have a natural health expo coming up and that is something where we can show parents i mean when my kids were little and i didn't know better i went to the doctor and got the pink medicine almost every month mm-hmm. it was ridiculous like mm-hmm. i just dosed those poor two first kids yeah. with pink medicine because i didn't know a different way right i didn't know there was anything else out there i didn't know that you know what i fed them was contributing to that and there are answers out there so we try to offer things for families that are looking for those And it started off with just a, hey, what do you think? Should we keep the house? Should we what? Mm -hmm. And then now, I mean, your calendar stays so full. 
I it mean, does. never do we ever meet where we are not trying to. How do we get this message to the public? Because it's not that the the events or the courses don't exist. It's that we've got to now get this knowledge to the public because we have a public that is suffering. Like like you talked about the mental health. There's so many women that would like to get off the antidepressant, but they have no idea that that's even an option or a support. Or that there are other alternatives. Or that there's other women out there that would do it with them. Right. And that's what I think. It, it does take, you said courage. It, it does. I don't know why, but I don't have that filter of, to be ashamed of being right. a broken person. I am a broken person. All of us are. It's Absolutely. It's some capacity. So it may be that you overeat. It may be that you suffer with mental health. You may have physical stuff. You may have addictions. I, everybody has something. And right. everybody's family has something. And so if we just are honest about that and say, you know what? We're coming together and we're always working. We're working toward health. You don't get it right. You don't get it 100% right. Right. You work toward it and then you go So when we're talking about health, we're not talking about like a certain BMI or you must exercise X times a week. We're talking about like we all know when we're in that state. What is it called? Homeostasis. Mm -hmm. We know when things are good. Mm -hmm. We know when they are not. Right. And I feel like especially those maybe that you know, listen to this podcast, you know, leaders and moms and entrepreneurs, like we take on so much that we don't realize anything's wrong until it's real wrong. Right. And, you know, I mean, you know, autoimmune disorders are coming in epic proportions now. It's just crazy. So we've got to learn how to take care of ourselves. And when I say health, I really mean taking care of yourself. And I really mean taking care of yourself so that you are filled up enough to take care of your family and your community. Right. It's more of a wellness. It's a wellness. It's, it's a not, wellness. When I, yeah. I, it, it's, a, it's a state of being where, you know, you may have an off weekend. You go eat a bunch of junk food. You, it happens. You know, whatever. But that, that's not a big deal. What is a big deal is coming back to, having something to come back to. And something that fills you up. It might be mentally. It might be physically. And you are filled up enough to go out into your community and make it better. Right. So are your children involved? Like how involved is your family at this point of the game? It's Well, I have a 14, a 12. No, he just turned 13 and a nine-year-old. And when they were little, they were very involved. So one of my first kids' name, uh, words was duck because we had baby ducks at the time Aww. or, you know, whatever. They were into it. Now they are teenagers. They will probably go live in an apartment and not even have a yard because right. they are... You know, that's what they do. They separate from their parents and they, they go form their Could own. Could be the opposite of yes, exactly. what we tried to teach them. So they, but the innate knowledge that they have that I didn't have, the stuff that they know how to do about. That they're aware of. That they're aware of. That they know when we walk into the grocery store that they turn the thing over and they can't put something in the cart that has high fructose corn syrup. Right. It just doesn't go in there. Right. So. There are big uh, trigger thing to I mean, it just, it, they know these things that I, I didn't know how to cook. I mean, like I thought I was cooking. I was heating up food I right. was not cooking I didn't know how to like if you gave me a chicken I had no idea what to do mm-hmm. with a whole chicken that's something that we lost because my mom worked she wanted to get food on the table quickly and she was very thankful for processed meals right that your belly got full that we were happy and I mean I, nobody complained but we're saying more than that it's more than just filling your belly it's what are you filling it with what are you filling it with and what are the implications of that so that you know we keep coming back to physical but mental is the same thing if you run, all, run 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 I'm learning that what you apply on your body as well as what you intake into your body you're fueling your mind well that's exactly right and you 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 vote with your dollar so your change into a company that actually supports health rather than deplete i mean just putting lotion on your body and what you pick to put on your kids bodies our government does not regulate that at all they don't care so you know you've got to do your homework and you've got to become 
purposeful, intentional about these things. And that's what you're doing with your kids. And that's the only responsibility I feel like as parents. Like we, our job is to teach it. What they do with it at 18, 21 Oh, gosh. Oh, my get... kids are going to eat McDonald's as soon as they get out of the house. They are going to McDonald's. I know and it. they're going to hate it. They'll take a bite of it and go, whoa, I oh, see my mama like didn't like this. They might like it for a while, but I think I've given them something to come back to. So why is Purposeful Living, like, right this moment, individually to you, why does it get you out of the bed in the morning? It's meaningful. It's not just getting up to do work that, I mean, I don't get paid. I don't, you know, they say, what would you do if you didn't get paid? I don't get paid. I do this because it motivates me. I don't know what else I would do. I mean, I can't imagine what I So do you feel do. like all your education and all of your life's experiences have led you to this? I do, and I never would have pictured it. I mean, I got a degree in educational leadership, and I am leading in education. But Absolutely. Way than what Not I necessarily ever... in a traditional classroom no. with 26 children looking Mm-mm. back at you. Mm-mm. And then, like you said, you did the um, special education. Mm-hmm. That serves such a huge purpose with the King Center. Yep. Not that those children, by and large, are special education, but they are different and require something special that a traditional child may not need. Right. Individualized education was what that Individualized, was. yes. And it's just, um, you know, you don't know. You, you always just say, if you want to make God laugh, make plans. And oh, and that's the truth. Plans, so. Oh, and that's the truth. And this is something, though, that fills me up, and it fills this community up. And I've been so impressed by see. I mean, lives are changed out there. People come to the retreats, and I see people leave changed. Mm-hmm. People come to – kids come to camp who are fearful of a bug, and they leave confident and Yeah, so you've got the summer camps for children. Camps. Yeah, and so that's coming up. And so parents that are looking for something, is it a spend-the-night camp or is it a day camp? Just How does it day work? camp, day camp only. And it doesn't take that much. It takes – Kids learning to overcome their fears and to learn a little resilience. And it's really powerful. Grit. That's such a big thing with kids. Is and human, uh, adults. Well, adults, right. <laughs> grit. We don't have a lot of grit lately. All right. So tell us, how can we find the programs and the events at the homestead? How, like, any person within earshot listening right now, and they're like, I kind of really need to know more about that. How can they find you? Everything is online at thehomesteadcenter.org, T-H-E, homesteadcenter.org. And... I am really active on Facebook as far as the, there's a Homestead member group, but even on just the regular page and the group, there's a big presence there that tells what's going on. And if you want to get involved and know more, just jump in and just look at the conversations that people are having. There are a whole bunch of people that are designing their lives in a way that makes sense. And you don't have to go through just reacting and being numb to and just getting up and doing your work in the morning. You can go through it with a sense of joy and curiosity and curiosity that just it just isn't it's more inspiring it's an inspired way of living so you mentioned the membership option so it's $7.99 per month to have access to everything the physical center that's, the courses I think that's $9.95 a month the $7.95 a month is to have everything online everything online so all the courses all the we recorded a lot of sessions there and so you can access those we have a lot of downloads that you can you can have access to. And then to come physically, if you want to come once a month, we have every first Sunday, we have a Cafe Scientifique where we have a potluck and a speaker on something. And then we have another big event every month. So at least two events, plus weekly, we have yoga, we have the kids co-op, Nature Kids co-op, and there's all kinds of things going that on. That is such incredible value. Plus that money goes to keeping the place open and available. Like you said, you're not paying yourself. It is a nonprofit. Yeah, we have a really active board is how we're able to do that. 
we just everything is volunteer run and so the the board works and i work and we don't we don't pay for that we pay for speakers we pay for educational materials we pay for the online classes with the memberships but no, we don't. It's a volunteer run organization. And if you're interested in that, we would love to hear from you, too. And then also we've kind of started kicking off a little bit of a community support sponsorship program as well to help further fund. Because you've got some really big dreams like this is not it. This is not the final landing spot for this. Um, we've kind of dreamed together and talked like if you had X amount of dollars, what would you do? And immediately you're just like, well, I would do this, this, this and that. And so I, what one of the things that I absolutely love about you and the the center is that you like to use local people when possible. Like why look outside of the zip code? If somebody is perfectly capable of doing it here, it's all about relationships and community. And and that's purposeful. It's purposeful using your money. So are you going to spend your money out of state where it doesn't impact your tax base, where it doesn't impact people who employ people in your community, or are you going to spend your money locally where that impacts jobs? It impacts the quality of your schools, the quality of your roads, your parks, it's crazy to send all of your money out of town. And I've been guilty of it. It's so easy to click that online, you know, click button and, and be done with it. But it's, it's damaging. And we're going to be really regretful if we don't pull some of our money back. So I'm a big supporter of local businesses. And you helped us set up the Keep It Local sponsorships. And those are amazing. They help us identify people that support this community. And in turn, we support them with our business. Yeah. And that's powerful. It's been a really good partnership. And it's just going to continue to grow. Um, what about you personally? I mean, you have, as Allison Bueller, like you are not just the Homestead Center. I think people would want to follow you as well because you just authored or published, I guess I should say, you authored it a while back, but you just published the most amazing book. And I'll just say it like it's a white lady <laughs> who wrote about a little black boy on purpose. Like it's it's so revolutionary. And I think you are so purposeful in that. And I just want you to grasp the gravity of that. And I just want to know, like, how can people follow you? Because you personally have so much to offer even outside of the homestead. Well, that was a project that came out of the problem that when I was a teacher, one of the main things that kids do when they learn how to read is they go from being read to, to reading independent chapter books. Well, if you look at all the major chapter books out there, there are none featuring African-American kids. Now I, yeah, I am white lady and I would not presume to write that story. I had to partner with a brilliant friend of mine who did the characterization, the voice, and a lot of the story, and she's just funny. I knew how to do story structure. So I structured the story, and she brought it to life with these characters that are phenomenal. It was such a good team. It is really. And then we had an African-American guy who did the, the pictures for it. And what I'm so excited is it's doing what his job was supposed to do. It's transitioning kids to their own reading. They're becoming independent readers. And that's how you become a fluent reader. That's how you become, you know, your vocabulary increases. You want to talk about test scores. The reason... There is a big gap between African-American students and white students may just be because why would you read all these books that don't ever look like you? They don't look like you. They don't. It's not your life. I mean, it's your world. It's not your world. Right. And so I just I don't know. I just want to applaud you publicly for seeing that issue and problem, even though it didn't affect you personally. You still saw a problem that you could be a part of the solution and you teamed people together that could. Well, and I really want people to hear you are affected by that. If we're not worried about everybody in our community, you are impacted I love by that. It because it impacts your schools and your schools impact your real estate and your real estate that impacts your wallet. So I want people to hear that you, you can be altruistic and take care of the least of these like we're supposed to, right? or you can be selfish and do it because it benefits you too. Right. Either, way, I'm, I'm, it's done. either way, I want you to support it. <laughs> That's so. right. 
Well, thank you so much for giving me your morning and giving me your heart and just giving this community a big part of yourself. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Absolutely.